woman, Jesus, he told her, if you, it's in uh, John chapter 4, verse 10, Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Now Jesus, when he asked this woman to give some water, this woman, who are you? You know, that you ask me who is a Samaritan to give you water. For the Jews, you know, they consider the Samaritans not to be precious. So how can you ask me for water? So this was what Jesus told her. He told her, if you knew me who was asking you for some water, if you knew who I am, you would not ask you would have asked of me and I would have given you living water. So as she said this, and as Jesus said this, this woman, she starts to change. So during the time when she was having a conversation with Jesus, as she was having fellowship, her heart starts to change and her heart becomes one with Jesus. And at that time, something happens. That is what I would like to share with you today. So in verse 28, it says, <clears throat> The woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city, and said to the men. Now this woman, she had her water pot. Her water pot is like her survival line, right? It's something that she needs. It's something that she must be considering so precious. But she forsook that. She left it, and she went into the city. And, you know, she was so shameful before that she could not bear to hear people murmuring about her. So that person who could not go to the city so easily, she went into the city, and to the people she starts to talk and she says like this come and see a man who told me all things that I ever did could this be the Christ then they went out of the city and came to him so this woman she starts to talk about the works that Jesus did to her to other people so when other people heard that they were like what when they saw this woman, she had changed. When they listened to what this woman was talking about, something amazing had happened to her. So as people saw that, they came out to meet Jesus. So that is what comes out in this John chapter 4, everyone. Before I continue talking, I would like to ask you this question. It's about the forgiveness of sins. We received salvation, we received the forgiveness of sins, we became righteous. And after that, when Jesus, he forgave all of our sins, and to us, he called us righteous. He said, all of your sins are washed away, you are perfect. Now, God, to us, he starts to speak like this. If so, then at this time, point of time, there's one thing that we need to think about. To us, in the Bible, it talks about two different kinds of righteousness. It talks about our righteousness and it talks about the righteousness of Jesus Christ, of God. It talks about these two things. So what is salvation? What is the forgiveness of sins? Until now, I lived with what I called my righteousness, what the good things I have, my hard work, me being devoted in front of God. I worked and lived with all these kind of things, but not through those things. These things collapse and these things always change and they become dirty. And that's why this woman was the same. She got married and she thought, ah, from now I can be happy. But then after that she gets divorced again. Yes, me too. I have uh, had fellowship with people who want to get divorced. They have so many reasons. Each time I meet each of these people, uh, you know, 
I always feel like, yeah, they should really get divorced. You know, they're so difficult living together. How can they live together? I always have this kind of thought. There are so many people, couples who have so many difficulties like that. So when I meet these people, you know, I even start to think about this, the Samaritan woman. Imagine she had to experience something like this five times. The five times in the Bible is expressing the different kinds of things that happen in our lives. I also felt like that. And that very long life has been so much compressed and expressed over here. Now, husband is not just like a companion in my life. The husband can also mean the things that I feel is happiness in my life, the things that I rely on in my life, the things that I am, you know, I have together with me in my life. So these, these are the meanings. So the, in your life, are there some things that you rely on, some things that you hope to? Uh, if I do this, I will be happy. Are there some people like that? You know, if I talk to the students once in a while, they say like this, uh, one boy student, he told me that, I have to do a stew. Uh, one girl student, she told me that I have to do a stewardess. So she stopped her university studies and went to become a stewardess. There are some people who said, ah, Pastor, I want to really do this work. But as time passes by, do you think that continues? There are hardly any people whose, you know, that kind of heart continues. Oh, I need to do this, and then I need to get a job and live my entire life. This is my dream. If I do this, I will be happy. If I live like this, I will be happy. But if you keep on going in that way, the people who are actually happy. Uh, in this way, I can find true happiness. The people who are searching for true happiness in that way, uh, I could not find such people except for the gospel. People, we have our own righteousness. What is this righteousness? I do good for other people and the happiness and the enjoyment and joy that comes out from my heart. But the amazing thing is that these kind of things keep on collapsing and they change. All things that belong to human beings are changing. You know, we say that all matter changes, right? So during the physics time, I used to learn this, that all matter on Earth is changing. It's getting oxidized. But there's a time period for it to get oxidized, right? Some things get oxidized in like thousands of years. So there are some things that have really long periods for oxidation, but even this, you know, table or your Bible or the things that are around you, if you just leave it alone, it will decompose. I've learned that once. So all the things in this world are actually changing every moment by moment. So even the hearts that come out from human beings are the same. The heart to love your wife, it changes, right? The heart for you to love the gospel, that changes. So the hearts that come out from inside of you, don't they change? At one point of time, you receive salvation and everything was so good that you thought, ah, only the gospel is there for me. And you thought that ah, even if someone despises me, it's fine. Even if I starve, it's fine. Even if someone scores me, it's fine. You had a very happy heart about the gospel, but that heart also changes. Everyone. This thing called righteousness that comes out from us is something that cannot help but change. You need to know that. 
and God and the righteousness of Jesus Christ is something that never changes. Everyone, when we think about these two things, we need to understand about these things. The things that come out from me, they change. The things that come out from Jesus do not change. If so, then what is faith, everyone? The happiness or the righteousness that comes out from me when I see that, if I say I have faith or I don't have faith, no, that's not how I do it. But when the things that do not come from me, the things that come out from Jesus Christ, when I look up to that, because I will change again. Your hearts change again. Your situation also changes. And even that passion you have for preaching the gospel right now, that can might change. But that is not what we rely on. What we rely on is the unchanging Jesus Christ. That righteousness of Jesus Christ, when I rely on that, that is called faith. Now this woman... What kind of a life did she live? Before this, the things that seemed good to her, the things that when she looked at it looked good to see, these things changed, right? So as long as she was living with the things that changed, even though it looked as though she was happy, but sadness came. It looked as though something was turning out well, but it didn't work out well. Uh, with the man I met this time, I'm going to be really happy, but even though she was so happy, as a little time passed by, you know, they would completely fight so badly. So living like that, she finally met Jesus Christ. After she met Jesus Christ, she was so happy. As I did the mission work in my heart, there were times when I was so difficult. You know, I was not able to witness well. There were so many difficulties in my life. There was no one who accepted the gospel. So I felt like... Uh, it's very difficult for me to continue like this. It's too difficult. So on one side, I had these kind of hearts, and I felt as though oh, because of me, people around me are getting hurt, and they're in difficulty. So in one side of my heart, I had such hearts. So the heart to give up, and the heart to feel sorry, the heart to feel that this won't work out. These kind of hearts inside of me arose a lot. And at that time, do you think... I was comfortable, I was not comfortable at all. So even a few days back to a person who, a young man who is doing, who did drugs before and who is little by little doing it now, I met him and I talked to him. So his mother, he, this, um, his mother, you know, she left this son and she went to another country and for around f 12 or 13 years, that's when he was really young, from when he was in elementary school to middle school and when he was in high school, even though he did not go to university, but in that age when he really needed the mother in order to earn money, she could not stay with him. And she, she went abroad, she worked, and then after she worked hard and earned enough money and she was secure in her position, she called her son to her. So then after that, she started to take care of her son and she helped in all ways to try and control her son. She helped him to get married, she gave him her house and she even had grandchildren and for the grandchildren, his mother really poured all of his heart. Whenever her son caused some problem, she would help him. 
but even then her son was not able to control himself so in the heart of the mother the son was always a problem uh, my son you know this uh, we talked about this i talked to the son i said don't you hate doing drugs he told me fast even i don't want to live like that that's right however the first thing that he said to me was he's like i won't believe you too much and he told me please pastor don't believe me too much so i told him of course i won't believe you you lived like that why would i believe you yeah pastor i've done a lot of bad things and i feel like you know i might do something more and he always feels like he is lacking he always feels like people are suspicious about him and they don't trust him so i told him you don't always do bad things but sometimes you do right yeah recently i have not done but there are times when i do it so when i listen to him when i listen to him to him there are a few things that i told him so he's a little younger than me so i just treated him like a younger brother so i told him you have the heart that you don't want to do drugs right you hope that you could you wouldn't do it right so he said pastor i don't want to live like this i want to live like a proper person and i told him you feel sorry for your family right for your wife and for your son and to your mother you feel bad right you feel sorry and you feel thankful and he said yes pastor i'm so thankful a person like me you know they just cover up whenever i cause problems and they take care of me pastor it's true that i'm so thankful to them <coughs> what i was able to see was this person could change this kind of heart i received you know why because the people who have fallen into some cigarettes or drinking or drugs there are some people who've given up and those people who have who think that yeah i like this it's fine but in their hearts if they feel like i do not want to live like this that one kind of heart and if he, they can be thankful or sorry to the people around them those people change really fast so because they can feel the heart of the people around them and they can think about the heart of the people around them and uh, i don't really don't want to live like this right now but he means he's turning back from the heart of sinning uh, but the love that his mother gives him and the love that his wife gives him if he can just receive those kind of hearts like that that means you can call this like repentance and it also means that uh biblically if you see it you can call it faith as well so in a very good direction if you just guide this then he can really change so as i started to talk to him i was very hopeful uh this man if i just talk to him a little more if i just meet him a few more times he can really change within a month or he can really change within 3 months so in this short amount of time he can enoughly change pastor really can i change yes of course right now i'm telling you right you know you're telling me that you don't want to live like this and you feel thankful you feel sorry to the people around you if you have that much of an heart then you can enoughly change
so I met with him and I met his mother as well and his mother also was very thankful his mother is born again and her son as well little by little his com face became comfortable and I saw that his facial expression started to change right now we're talking about witnessing I was talking about the Samaritan woman now I'm also talking about the parts about the righteousness of Jesus. Don't you feel a little confused? So this is what I would like to tell you. Actually, us, we have our righteousness, our judgment, and with our things, we have lived for a long time, and we have judged a long time. But even before we did witnessing, when we do witnessing, the one thing that we have to remember is my righteousness can collapse, and it will collapse, but the righteousness of Jesus does not change. Everyone, why is that so important? After we receive salvation, after we receive the forgiveness of sins, after we hear the gospel and the heart of Jesus Christ, that is that forgiveness of sins when we accept it in our hearts and receive salvation, from then on Jesus is living inside of us. So that is how we become righteous. If you're not this righteousness of Jesus, us relying on that and going forward, and going forward in a condition where my righteousness is still there, that is something completely different in front of God. In Genesis chapter 40, there's a story of the chief butler and the chief baker. So how did the chief butler and the chief baker go out in front of the Pharaoh? So the chief butler, in his cup, he had only the freshly squeezed grapes wine but the baker he had the three baskets of white bread and on top of that all different baked goods of different kinds so the result of that was that the chief butler was restored to his old position whereas the chief baker was executed some people receive grace from god and some people cannot receive grace from god what is the reason for that when we go in front of god when we do the work of god truly the most important thing there is one thing what is that me am i only relying on the righteousness of jesus christ and going forth or am i also relying on my things and going forth this is it when we to witnessing when I have fellowship, you know, I can examine their heart and I can examine my own heart. If I have the heart to rely on my things even a little bit and the heart of relying only on Jesus Christ, you know why these two things cannot help but be different? Because when I rely only on Jesus Christ, when I rely only on Jesus Christ, when my heart and the heart of God is connected and the power of Jesus and the wisdom of Jesus can come out through me, that is called witnessing and that is what makes the works of God. Everyone, the first thing that I want to tell all of you is this. Everyone, once you unite your heart with God, that is what I want to talk to you about. That is not relying on my righteousness, but relying on the righteousness of Jesus Christ, of God alone. At those times, God through us, he can work. The righteousness of God, relying on that and relying on my own righteousness, they are these two things. But everyone, why are people unable to rely on the righteousness of God? From my righteousness, you know, uh, it's because my righteousness is a little bit better and the righteousness of God seems a little better than that. But in the Bible, there's a story of the wife of the sons of the prophets. 
So one of the greatest words that are established in my heart is the word about this wife of the sons of the prophets. What work did God do in her life? As a wife of the sons of the prophets, she would serve the sons of the prophets, the servants of God, and she was together with them, learned together with them. She was together with them. And she heard about the sons of the prophets. She heard their testimony. She heard all that. She must have given service together. And she must have done Bible study with her children. And she might have, you know, like we teach the Sunday school children. She must have raised her kids like that. But after her husband died, she threw away the life of the sons of the prophets. And she left God. And she left the prophet and she started to live her own life. So as that happened, in the Bible, only the final result is written. She was completely ruined and she had so much debt. And now the debtors, they came to her and they wanted to take away her two sons. So that is the final situation where she comes to. Even though I meet people who have debts, truly, they have a very difficult life. I'm a pastor, but uh, really, you know, for people to get debts, that is so difficult. Why? Because there's a lot of pressure and if you do something wrong, it's so painful, right? You must know it. So if you think about this woman, truly, she is about to lose her two sons, then how would her heart have been? She must have tried so hard to earn some money and, you know, to pay back the debt. She must have borrowed again from her family members, from people around her, done some business, tried to do this, tried to do that. She must have done everything, but, you know, the final result is that nothing would work out. Everyone, have you ever experienced something like that in your lives that no matter what you try to do, it does not work out? It looks as though it, it's going to work out, but it doesn't work out. But everyone, I think, as those who are listening to this word of God, the people who are quite old, they might think like this. Uh, my entire life, it seemed as though it would work out, but nothing worked out. Isn't just... It's just a repetition of that. That's so true. From when we are young till when we die, the life of a human being itself is just that things don't work out. So there's some brothers and sisters in our church who gave testimony. He's a brother who works at a very big company in Korea. So he, after two years passed, after he got the job, what he said is, they say that half of the, you know, people have lost their jobs. They got the job, so everybody dreams of getting a job there, but within two years, among the people who got the job with him, half of them had to lose their job. Do you think they had to resign because they wanted to resign? No, there must have been different reasons, right? Maybe some of them res resigned because they felt like, ah, oh, this does not match with me. This does not suit me. I have better job. I want to do my personal business. Yeah, of course, there might be many such things. However, when they entered the company, how must they have felt? Oh, I really want to join this company. This is my dream. You know, as I studied in university, as I was preparing for a job, they really would have dreamed about coming into such a grand big company and entering into that big company. 
you know to those people who are preparing for getting a job it's like a dream but even though they fulfill that dream many people again they go in another way so there are some other brothers and sisters whom i know even this brother as well he is right now going to work in a very big company and that was the time when he was not going to church at that time what he said was you know he got a job at one of the biggest companies that he was really dreaming about so he went into university and in university also he studied so hard and he got good marks and that's how he got a job in a good company but within one year he wanted to commit suicide he says why because his seniors would make him so difficult and it was so difficult and he had to get a you know a lot of scolding and he even got beat up so as he passed by that one year he felt like what am i doing living like this everyone if you hear this there are so many you know if you know which company he works for you'll be surprised but the brothers who work over there this is what they tell me and one sister for two years she worked in a really big company and then she told me pastor i don't know what i'm doing in this company i really want to stop so all of these people who were doing dream jobs this is what they told me uh, you know they live very busily even on the weekends at that times if you find it difficult to come to church they're so busy and at times they're really happy and all but in their hearts they keep having the heart to want to go in a new way our lives as a whole is like that god when he made human beings he made the lives of human beings he didn't make it only successful and everything to turn out well people you know in this world you know the reason why we live in this world is not to turn out well not to succeed what happened to the wife of the sons of prophets even though it seemed as though she was working hard and something was going to work out but it became difficult it was going to work out but it became difficult going to work out but it became difficult so you know as you grow older it feels as though your friends are reducing everyone the friends with whom you can share your true heart as time passes by it reduces right even among your family members the people with whom you can share everything inside of your heart it reduces why is that isn't that life that is our life little by little because i get hurt by people because i am caused harm by people but you know everyone god has done that in our lives and in our lives the greatest grace that god has given to our lives and i want to tell you that this is the greatest work that god has done in my life what was the biggest work that god did or the most amazing work the greatest work that god did in her life in the life of the wife of the sons of the prophets that was that whatever she did it ruined that was the most precious work that god did after that what kind of a heart was formed inside of this woman she comes back to the prophet right she comes back and she says please save me no tomorrow my debtors are there going to come and they're going to take away my two sons there's nothing that i can do please help me at that time in her house what was there just one jar of oil but the words of the prophet at that time was you go to the city and you go into your neighborhood and borrow vessels what kind of a help can borrowing vessels be for them paying back 
their debt. That doesn't make any sense, right? But then the very amazing thing is this woman, she heard what the Prophet said. She said yes, and she really goes and borrows vessels. Everyone, what kind of a woman was she? she when her husband was alive, when her husband was a son of the Prophet, she was someone who could not believe God. She did not believe God. After her husband died and she left the Prophet, if you see that, that means she was a woman who could not understand that life. Why should I live like this? Why should I keep on saying God, God, God and live like this? So all the Prophets, you know, they're just the same kind of human beings like us. Why should we live under them? You know, why you know, should we live like this? Maybe she had that kind of an evil, a foolish heart. However, there was n when nothing that she tried to do would work out, she starts to listen to the Prophet. Why? Because all the things that I did, it ruined. Or the way that I went in, the result of that is this. It seems as though something was working out, but nothing actually works out. I thought that I'm so great, but I'm not so great. So that's how she starts to look at the Prophet. And the other sons of the prophets who were with her and the wives of those sons of the prophets, she could come to see them. They followed the prophet and they spread God. They preached about God. They had so many testimonies. They witnessed to many people. And they were used so preciously for preaching the word of God. Ah, those people, they were not as good as me. That sister... You know, when I used to talk to her, she could not even understand what I was saying. She was like that. But now when she saw them, she, they were living so much more happier than her. Then what was I doing? What am I? Oh, I'm the most foolish person in this world. I thought that I'm the greatest in the world. So when she came in front of the Prophet, this woman's heart had been completely emptied already. At that time, no matter what the Prophet said, this woman... She was able to say yes and accept it. She had no other way. And the heart to be able to accept that had already been made inside of her. Everyone, how precious of a heart is that? What was the thing that this woman needed? Did she need to be spiritual or did she need to have some kind of a talent to preach the word of God well? Were those the kind of things that she needed? In order for the work of God to be revealed, the only thing that this woman needed was to answer saying yes to whatever the prophet said. But until then she could not even do that, right? Why? Because she thought that I'm someone who can do something and she felt like I can do it. If I do it, it will work. And that is why this precious... And amazing works God did to this woman. What is that? That she ruined in everything. Everyone, if all the things that you had done had not been ruined, then you would still be having some kind of expectation or hope inside of yourself. If you still have that kind of expectation and hope inside of yourself, it seems as though your spiritual life is really going well. And if you feel like the judgments you have are correct if you're still hoping in yourself then finally you become people who rely only on your own righteousness then you become people who have nothing to do with the work of god everyone in this era in this period of time there were so many people and there were so many people around her that no matter who it is you know who were they who were able to say yes to whatever the prophet said and experience that work of God? It was this woman who could do that. 
This woman said, yes, when the prophet told her to borrow vessels. Yes, I borrowed the vessels. Now what to do? Now with that one jar of oil in your house, you take your children with you, lock the door, and then in all the vessels you pour oil. I only have one jar of oil. How can I pour oil in all those vessels? It was not her heart. Actually, together with her children, she really went and she poured and she said, hey, you bring the oil to me and you, you know, you please shift this oil, this full vessel to that side. And that's how she starts to pour oil. So even the children, when they saw what was happening, they were so amazed. It was just one jar of oil, but then there were so many hundreds of vessels. But from that one jar of oil, it kept on filling up all the vessels. So what kind of a heart would she would have? Oh God, I hated you, God. God, I forsook you. However, even though I pour oil from this jar of oil, oil comes out. A woman like me, a person who's so evil like me, even if I pour out the oil, it's coming out. Everyone, that's true. You are like that. No matter what kind of people you are, no matter how evil you are, you as well, if you just pour oil, then that oil will come out. Everyone, this is a work. This is the word that God wants to speak to you. All of you until now. You know, you did not say yes and follow that word of God. The things that you consider to be correct, you say yes and you accept it and go forward. But the things that are not correct in your sight, you're not able to accept that. Everyone, just like this woman who was the wife of the sons of the prophets, the precious work that God has done for you, I hope you can realize that and unite your heart with that. God is emptying me. Uh, God, he is making the works that I do not work out. Uh, this thing, if, if I don't say yes to the word of God, God wants me to say yes and accept the word of God as it is. That is what God is pleased with. So finally, there's one more thing that I want to tell you. So first of all, I told you about the righteousness of God and our righteousness, right? Now the righteousness of God, it's something that does not fall, fall down, it does not break, it does not disappear, it's eternal. But our righteousness is something that changes, it's something that disappears, I told you this. And the second thing is that God, the most precious thing that God wants to do for us and the most precious and amazing thing that God is doing for us right now is emptying us. And the third thing is, everyone, we have the heart. We have a heart to draw back. Like we feel, uh, if I just meet this person and have fellowship, will they really change? You know, is that really possible? So we have that kind of heart. But as I have fellowship, there are many times when God works and people change, and really so many such things happen. I think in Bundang Church, I've been there for now four years and nine months as I stay in the Bundang Church. A couple that did not have children for 10 years, they had a baby and they were so happy. Now they have their second baby and they're so happy. And a couple that had gotten divorced, they united together. A brother who got cancer, he was healed from his cancer. And he surely got cancer, but now the doctor keeps on saying, oh, it's very strange, it's very strange. And 
when they kept on doing the retest finally they were about to do the surgery but the doctor said i can't do the surgery why because the results of your test is too good that even as he is doing the surgery he was thinking why am i doing the surgery so he feels like he'll think like that that's why he said let's do the test one more time so like that you know he was getting healed from cancer people changed and people who were drug addicts stopped their drug addiction and they started to preach the gospel for god these kind of works or the alcoholic stopping drinking and doing the work of the gospel so many people who change in front of my eyes i see them and me too i am so amazed that to that extent the works of god is there it's so amazing right so even now when i try to have fellowship I still have that kind of heart just because I fellowship will that person change will that person really receive salvation will really God work these kind of hearts arise inside of me so me too when such kind of thoughts arise inside of me I feel like why do these thoughts come up God through pastor Park Yong Joo I have seen enoughly how he works and I've seen how God wants to work and who is it who puts these kind of thoughts inside of me everyone just because we are a pastor doesn't mean that satan doesn't give us thoughts even to pastors he gives thoughts to elders he gives thoughts to deacons he gives thoughts to brothers and sisters he gives thoughts everyone to all of you satan even right now he is putting in thoughts everyone why do we draw back if god is going to work through us and why would we draw back everyone god through you through each one of you through one of you god has the heart to want to work if you're sure about that you will never draw back in second samuel chapter 2 elijah ascends into heaven and now elisha instead of elijah he becomes the prophet So now after Elijah ascends into heaven Elisha he is in so much difficulty over there Now Elisha was a servant of Elijah right so Elisha you know if Elijah told him go bring the water he would bring the water if he said carry my bag he would carry my bag if he said let go with me he would go with him so Elisha was just like that it does not as though he had some special powers or he did some special works it was not so however Elijah he received the calling from God and he got inside the chariot and from heaven and he ascended into heaven and only Elisha was left behind so now he was so perplexed what should i do now how should i live what for what should i live who is it that guides me there was no one who was left to guide him So Elisha stood in front of that river where Elijah and Elisha used to stand and over there there was the mantle of Elijah so Elijah his mantle had been you know Elisha took that mantle of Elijah and he hit the river at that time the river split and that's how Elisha was able to cross the river so taking that mantle he did not actually know what to do he just you know what he saw his teacher Elijah you know he had seen his teacher elijah hit the water with that mantle and so you know before that he doesn't know how to cross the river he doesn't know what to do so he just takes elijah's mantle and he just simply without any plan hits the water where is the god of elijah what do you expect me to do what are you telling me to do where is this god of elijah what should i do from now on this is what he's trying to say right but at that time 
just as when elijah hit the water with his mantle when elisha hit the water as well that river split in half and elisha crossed over in the heart of elisha uh, he was a person who did not know what he should do in the heart of elisha he did not know how he should live or from where from what what how he had no strength he had no way he had no powers at all but over here there's one very important thing how was the heart of god who was looking at elisha when god looked at elisha was he someone who had no powers who had no way who is nothing at all no when god saw elisha he was thinking in second samuel i'm uh, sorry in second kings among the so many works that arose god made it happen through him god is already seeing all this happening through that image of elisha right God wanted to do so many things through Elisha and God he had prepared all of those things and he's just waiting to do those works but when Elisha looks at himself he seems like a person who's nothing at all over here Elisha himself's heart is there and there's the heart of God everyone all of you if you look at yourself you always draw back everyone to many pastors I've from many pastors i've heard this they said hey do you think i'll not commit sin the pastors whom i respect so much they asked me this hey do you think i won't sin yeah of course i feel like you won't commit sin pastor in my heart i have this kind of evil weak heart but pastor you're always you know talking about faith you run forward by faith you're someone who's so great he smiles and he tells me hey no me too i have a lot of evil hearts inside of me me too when i see myself i cannot have faith and that is why me too i do not look at myself but i look up to god everyone that is so true all human beings are like that right even you as well if you look at yourself you cannot have faith me too i'm the same and no matter what kind of person in the world it may be what kind of pastor what kind of elder no matter who it is when they look at themselves they cannot have faith so faith itself is look is not the heart that i can have by looking at me myself and looking at myself change i cannot have that kind of heart but it is the only heart i can have when i look up to god satan keeps on giving us the heart to draw back by putting the heart inside of us that god will not work when that heart to draw back enters into you one thing you need to surely remember is that elisha in second kings that heart of that elisha you need to remember elisha no matter what perspective he looks at himself from he does not have any conditions or reasons for god to work through him however the god who was looking at that elisha through him he wanted to sincerely work through elisha so if i spell it most clearly right now at this time through each and every one of you god is sincerely wanting to work pastor you know i don't live by faith pastor i don't even go to church properly pastor i've never even gone to church properly 
Pastor, I just received the forgiveness of sins. Pastor, I don't have faith. I've never lived by faith. Yeah, all those conditions actually, uh, the conditions are the same as what Elisha looked at himself. That heart of God towards Elisha, however, God through Elisha truly wanted to work. If this Elisha, from that point on, of time onwards, if he had just walked in his own way, then all those works that happened in the book of Second Kings would have disappeared. All those works through Elisha, he wants to do. So he showed this image of Elisha and God, he wanted to work through us. We can come to know that. Everyone, what is doing witnessing? The people who, because I do well, I can guide one person, it's not so. By coming out from that hesitant heart that Satan gives us, but with the heart to believe in God, you know, just go and witness, just go and say anything. You know, when I have fellowship, when I do witnessing, there are times when I'm difficult. Each of those times, if it's a time when I am difficult and I go to pastor and I ask him questions and I fellowship. Pastor in our church, we have this kind of a person. I don't know how to have fellowship with him. Pastor, you know, I have to have fellowship with these kind of people. I have to witness to these kind of people. I don't know what to do. Do you know what answer I got at that time? If you go and have fellowship, God will help. Or else... Yeah, just go and say something. This kind of answer I got many times. So when I listened to that kind of answer in my heart, I f it became so much strength. Uh, if I just go and simply have any fellowship, God will help. If God is going to help, then what can I not do, everyone? Just go and say anything. Oh, fine. If I can go and say anything, then let me just go and say anything. I really begin with saying just anything, but then God, he helps. Everyone, if I need to explain witnessing in the simplest way, it is born-again Christians going and saying anything at all. That is, it's true, really, everyone. Because inside of you, Jesus Christ, he's alive inside of you. Everyone, when you look at yourself, you know, that's not important how you see yourself. That is just like Elisha looking at himself. And because of that, so keeping that as a standard, keeping that as, you know, the real standard, you go in some kind of way that doesn't make any sense. Everyone, if you leave the, don't leave the way that God is pleased with, just go and just say anything. Just meet any person. You know, you can, you can go and give some rice cakes to your neighbor. You can just go and you can just talk. Then because God, who is alive inside of you, through you, he is going to work amazingly, I believe.